0: This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: And away we go. It's hour number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 today. Got a little news coming your way. Sports Grid Radio Network coming to you from the AM 1400 KSHP studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Right out of the gate, want to let you know that tomorrow, if you're out and about listening to us on Sirius, tomorrow, Sports Good Radio Network moves to Sirius One Fifty Nine, moving down the dial. It's it, the one time in sports when you drop in the
2: standings, and it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, no. This is like, you know, like there are like several different platforms. It's a, it's a good thing. It's like. You moved lower. Correct. Lower down the dial, which is a good thing. But if you've been loyally listening to us on Sirius 204, it will be Sirius 159.
2: Coming I thought well. also in golf, it's good when you go low.
1: Yeah. So think of us as golf of Sirius. Having a had a big round. <laughs> 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 All right. So we got a great show lined up. Tony Neville, Treasure Island, uh, joins us in studio. Lunchtime, don't forget. Tis a Tuesday at John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Buy one sub, get one free. Screaming deal. They were screaming last night at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur, with the Monday Night Maniacs and the great gaming promotions over there. And don't forget uh, the Terribles. you got the VGK game day giveaway and the Raiders game day giveaway, our friends at Terribles. So without further ado, thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona, who's pushing funny buttons today.
2: Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah, well, he always does a good job. Well, that's true. I shouldn't have sounded. That, that was a
1: very yeah.
2: Yeah, that my bad. made it
1: sound like, like it was Haley's Comet or something. He does <laughs> a great job every day. You're I got I got your back, Chris.
2: <laughs> you're, you're correct, and I don't do such a good job every day as we just heard. Nah,
1: you're a legend in your own mind. <laughs> 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 Tony Neville's here, one of our dear dear friends. It's great to see him every week, uh, most weeks, on Tuesdays when he comes by. And it's going to be really fun to see Mr. Neville in his environment on Saturday racing over to watch the Breeders' Cup. Got a bunch of people in from out of town. A bunch of buddies, horse players. What a day. Breeders' Cup Saturday will be over at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Come by, say hi. We'll be there. Uh, Try to cash some tickets, have some winners. And Friday... You get the contest now. What's what's the skinny on that? First of all, hello. Hello, it's very colorful today. Well, thank you. I couldn't wear that shirt in a former life. That would have clashed with my hair. Well, I think it would clash with your hat. You know, your green. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: But oh, that's a fighting Irish hockey hat. Oh my goodness. I don't think so.
1: Frozen Four. It's a frozen. Well, it's a frozen Four hat, North Dakota.
3: Oh, North Dakota! I thought that was the Notre Dame. I didn't see the shamrock, and uh, of course, there's no shamrock there.
1: It's like Stevie <laughs> it was the next hat in the rotation. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> it's good to see you, man. Yeah, we're gonna have that contest Friday.
3: You know, there's, are you uh, full? No, and we're not full yet. And so give amazing. them the lowdown. We're, we're down wants to the last to get in ten. Us. We're down to the final ten. You know, we have had uh, several locals sign up here in the last 48 hours, a couple of them buying multiple entries. Remember, we've uh, if you're a member of the NHC, we're only taking 30 contestants. It's a $1,000 entry fee. You can buy up to three entries. And uh, the top three people get cash. We're breaking it down 50, 20, and 10 on the total cash received uh, from the entries. And then the top two finishers, if they are an NHC member, will receive a seat one and number two for the National Handicappers Championship, put on by our friends up there, the Eldorado people, uh, formerly known as Eldorado, now as Caesars Palace. They put that on at Bally's. It used to be at the Treasure Island. And we'll have two people go into the championship. And that's, uh, I think last year it was uh, $750,000, $850,000 to the winner. And you know, if you've been around Las Vegas, that can turn your life around over about a 48- or 72-hour period, and for horse players, it's jumping up and down for a couple hours when you win that kind of money. I would assume,
1: although I know you have many, many big players um, from Canada specifically that come down for these type of events. You know, we've got issues with the flights, flights being canceled, it's kind of a squirrely thing, but... Are you anticipating um, some old, friendly faces coming in? Oh, we got a whole bunch of old,
3: friendly faces. Not that much emphasis on the old. Most of them are still shaven. But uh, I will say that uh, with the lockdown by the uh, Trudeau Group up north up there, I think things have been a little slow for us to see our Canadian friends heading down south, hey? And with that being said, uh, a lot of folks from California, Arizona, We've got a group coming in from the Lone Star State from Texas that like to hang their hat down there at Lone Star Park and also uh, down there at Sam Houston. So we're going to see a contingent of, of horse handicappers come in from there. And, of course, not only is it great contest action, Brian, but it's great parimutuel action too.
1: And I would say this to you. I mean, it, it. you know, it's a thing with sports betting. If you're in there, you're watching a college football game, uh, yeah, maybe talking to the person next year or whatever. There's some camaraderie. There's something really special about, you know, the horse players. And on a big day, yeah, you'll talk to a perfect stranger. I, I've met one of my best friends in life. Some guy just walked up to me and we started talking about horse racing. You no, know, it's, it's a camaraderie thing.
3: Yeah, no, and, you know, that's that's really the beauty of it, Brian.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be great fun. We're looking forward to that. So come on by say hi. We're going to be over at TI. Lots on the docket. We're going to pick Tony's brain. I know he's doing his work in college hoops. NFL, college football, the World Series, a lot on the docket on Vegas Sportsbook Radio.
0: There's listening to Sports Grid. Then there's listening to Sports Grid. You know you're doing it right when friends ask you about the week's matchups. The wife is happy, and your teenager regards you with quiet awe. Here's your slippers, Dad. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network.
1: back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204. Tomorrow it's going to be Sirius 159. Sirius 159 starting tomorrow. The Sportsbook Radio Network. From the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas, Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapshot our pal. Tony Neville's here, Racing Sportsbook Director from Treasure Island. So uh, we didn't, in the first segment, uh, talk to you about this. The unbelievable news this morning Henry Ruggs involved in an accident. He's been charged with DUI resulting in death, a fatal car accident. Uh, Rainbow in, where are they saying this was? Spring, Rainbow. Spring Mountain, right? Rainbow Mountain. Rainbow, in Spring Mountain. So at 3.40 in the morning. I mean, jeez. Well,
3: there's a Walmart there. There's a, a Burger King there. There's a Target there. And then an auto parts store on the other. And evidently, I don't know if they were heading west or if they were heading east. But uh, just a horrible, horrible situation. It's awful. Thoughts go out to the people that have lost loved ones. Yeah, this has nothing to do with football. They just only wish the best for everybody. But it's a sad day here in Las Vegas.
1: Well, I mean, if you, th- you think about this, Tony, I mean, we had touched on this briefly. You know, you're relatively new to the market. You're trying to get entrenched here, make a name for yourself. The Golden Knights were here, born here, and you have a real love affair with this team. Raiders coming in, trying to make inroads in the community. I mean, the players are out. They're doing things with kids at schools, and, you know, you're you're building goodwill. And, you know, here you go in the last whatever it's been. What are we, six weeks? To, to, what, wasn't it like three or four weeks? It's, it's not that long, ago, but yeah. the, it made me the John Gruden thing. Yeah, and now this—I mean, it's a PR disaster, you know, for the Raiders. I mean, again, the, the most important thing is this is just horrific, and we don't know the details of the situation. But someone, someone's dead.
3: Yeah, it's real sad, and if you, you know. Follow trends, and if you believe things happen in threes, boy, if this is step one and step two, it's been devastating to our organization and devastating to the morale of our local community. I know we'll try to uh, rebound around this, but uh, when you when you have that loss of life, it's, uh, it's one of those sad things that you have to wait for the rest of the facts to come in, but just so sad for the family.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, craziness. This and, you know, they got a game Sunday, right? And they're playing the Giants on on the road coming off a bye. Uh, we were right, though, Stevie, right? Did We we double-checked and look? We assumed it was that coming off a bye they were reporting back to work tomorrow? Tomorrow. They were scheduled
2: to report back tomorrow.
3: I think I heard something different. I think what I heard was they practiced on Monday and they gave them the day off on Tuesday and they were going to come back again on Wednesday. Now, I may be wrong But I thought I read a little snippet there that they did practice Monday, given Tuesday off, and we're coming back on Wednesday. But either way, it's irrelevant. And, uh, you know, we just – I don't know if this team's going to be able to uh, shake it off. This will be uh, something – we'll see whether it makes them uh, Teflon and resilient. But uh, this is going to be a tough one for for the family over in Henderson uh, behind the shield, and it's going to be hard for all of us here locally.
1: All right. And then we always try to do the segue, the segue back uh, to sports talk. The World Series tonight, Tony, we're seeing that Stroh's number was on the rise in the 30 range. Is that about what you got in your joint?
3: Yeah, it's fluctuating between minus a dollar and a quarter and minus a dollar 30. I think when I left uh, about 35 minutes ago, we had it at minus a dollar 30. I think the first five innings is floating between minus a dollar and a quarter. Minus a dollar thirty. The uh, over/under is anywhere from eight and a half over minus a dollar twenty to nine under minus twenty, and it remains to be seen whether we're going to have the hot bats in the dugouts tonight or whether or not uh, we'll be looking for some low-scoring games. But I, I know one thing for sure: we're probably going to see a lot of different pitchers tonight, and that uh, when they put the box score up. Uh, the uh, pitchers for both teams will look
1: as big as the lineups. General, yeah, it's the end of the year. I mean, you get today, maybe tomorrow to deal with. When you get to those, you know, all hands on deck kind of games, Tony, I mean, from the perspective of hanging a number, a total specifically, I mean, is there a general rule of thumb what to do? Well, I think here, you know, you're looking at –
3: the pitchers and, and how they did in their last outing and then what the real story within the story is. And I, I know listening to Dusty Baker the other night after the game, if you, you watched his interview, I mean, he, he's basically got a plan, plan A and plan B, and it's if he goes out and throws strikes, he's going to leave the starter in. And if he gets into trouble early on, they're just going to plow through all the relievers and – it's do or die, and, and that's what you expect this time of year in baseball. And the guys are going to go up there. They're going to be free swinging, too. There's not going to be a whole lot of guys holding back and looking for called third strikes.
2: I figured it to be, you know, eight and a half, nine under, uh, just, just based on, in Garcia's case, is on three days' rest, so he's not used to that. Uh, freed, I don't think, all of his own doing, but did not have a good outing his last outing. And we, we saw the Astros' bats come alive. In in game five, so the public, you know, and are are figuring, well, Houston's going back home off of that. They're going to score some runs. Well, that whole crowd's
3: going to be dressed in orange. You'll see a few chop chop tomahawks going on out there. But uh, if Houston controls this game like Dusty Baker would like to control it, uh, it may be a a tough day for the folks back in Georgia. With
2: those Crawford boxes, Houston. Is A
3: higher scoring ballpark than
2: Atlanta, is it not? I think it is, yeah,
1: yeah. But Houston, well, they said uh, the one the other day, they said, uh, you know, he had a ball that was a home run in whatever it was like 20 of the you know 20 of the ballparks around the league. Not there, would if They said it would have been a home run in Houston, okay, yeah. But what a great set of
3: wrists when this kid swings that bat, that ball just burst off of the end of it and uh, he really sends it flying but let me tell you there's some heavy hitters on both sides you know the biggest problem is houston sometimes has a hard time when they get men on base get plating them getting them right across the plate atlanta is capable three or four or five players there i mean look at the shortstop for atlanta where did Swanson all of a sudden come from to where he's hitting home runs? Yeah. What's he hit? Has he hit two home runs so far in the series? I believe he's. Hit, I know he hit one. I know he hit one here yeah, yeah. the other night, and then uh, I think I think he's got two. But if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. But he's hitting pretty darn good for a guy that I thought was like a career 230, 225 type batter could barely hit his weight.
2: They do have guys up and down that lineup. and Denard's hit a, a couple of home runs for them. Duvall, who I, no one wants this guy. I don't understand it. He he's a good hitter. He's got power, and he's also a good defensive outfielder. And he's played for like five teams now. Something must be in the cooking. Yeah, something. But, I, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it tonight, Tony. I so think it's going to be a good. You goal.
1: were we're we're at the eleventh hour. You're you're in a, futures wise that the ship had sailed. You're you're in a good spot. Nothing you need to do in these last two games.
3: Yeah, pretty much uh, all the teams that we were going to really get smoked with, and that's uh, San Francisco Giants, usually uh, either the Mets or the Yankees or even a team that was nowhere to be found, the Chicago Cubs, Uh, all those kind of work their way off of our balance sheet. And right now we're actually sitting real good with both teams. But sometimes that's not the situation, Brian, when you get down to the final two teams, whether it's the Super Bowl or Major League Baseball's World Series. NBA championship and
1: so never so. fails, my friend. As the sport ends, you know another one's coming. And wipe the drool off your chin. College hoops is coming. Yeah. <laughs> College hoops is coming, kiddo.
3: I can't wait. I'm. I've got it coming out the cracks too on the side. <laughs> no, it's great. College hoops will be here next Tuesday. Uh, we were talking about it today in the office. You know, as we wind down from having baseball in the middle of the week. Uh, Some of the NBA, it's kind of cooled off just a little bit as we got through the first five or six games. But now college basketball. And it's the diehard fans that get us through November and December, Brian.
1: Coming back with Tony Neville from TI in a moment. Hey, if you're coming in from out of town, don't forget our friends at Station Casinos, the STN mobile app. That sign-up bonus. Chuck said up to a 1,000 potatoes, didn't he? Wow, hello, look at that. Uh, The STN mobile app, our friends at Station Casinos. Back to Vegas in a moment.
0: on your source for gaming insights, expert perspectives.
1: Glad to be back with you here. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Don't forget tomorrow, Sirius 159. Moving to Sirius 159 as of tomorrow. If you were in the Air Force, it'd be
2: 159-er. Should we call it that? We, no, probably not. Well, it's your idea. I am mean, I'll, I'll run with it. I, I was just saying, anyone listening to us now who is either in the Air Force or was in the Air Force, I'm just helping them out to find it. Stevie
1: and his nicknames. You know who's on the hockey show today? Shayner uh, Shayner Shaner. Shaner. <laughs> Dave Shane from the RJ is going to be with us. Uh, KSHB.com. There's a listen live function. A lot going on in the NHL. You're a hockey fan. We invite you to tune in, call in, have some fun with us. We do the hockey show each and every day. Glad to be with you in Vegas. Tony Neville. Glad to have him here at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Um, That place is special. It's, what is it now? Seven months? How old. Yeah, it's probably about.
3: Nine months old. Nine months, okay. Eight or nine months old, but, but you know you've what? Got
1: the, you've got the sports book area. Then you, I'm trying to describe this. And then you come a, a long area back with a huge, lengthy bar and tons of tables, TVs on pillars, TVs everywhere. And that doesn't even take into the restaurant side, which is every bit as big. It's more of the restaurant side, but all the TVs are there. I mean, it's tailor-made for a day like Saturday with the horse racing and all the college football. I mean, your head's going to be on a swivel.
3: Yeah, it's seven days a week. But the beauty is we have big screens on the north side of the bar and the south side of the bar. So, you know, when you put up a couple of different games... We can put sound on one game over on the south side of the bar and over in the sports book in the north side of the bar. We can put up another nice matchup and have the sound going over there. And so you'll he- love you'll
1: have to call the races, the Breeders' Cup races, in the sports book proper, but football will be on in the restaurant.
3: Well, we'll have the racing on over there, too. Right. Remember, the beauty is is you can put the sound on the football over there, but you can also put Delmar up over there also okay. and be able to have the best of both worlds. The beauty is, is back in the back around all the different poles that we have. We usually have two TVs mounted on each pole front and back or side to side. Our guests have the capability to visit with their servers and say which game they'd like to put up. They come up to us, and we throw that game up there for them so that they can dine and drink and gamble and watch the team that they follow on a regular basis, Steve. The one that gets all the buzz
1: is the classic every year, right? And it's a field of nine, and it's a very, very compelling race for six million reasons. But there are going to be some other incredible races. I mean, the best races uh, could be on the lawn, could be the sprint. We get two days of action. But in the Breeders' Cup Classic, Tony, this field of nine, I mean, you talk about speed everywhere. Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, Nick's Go, Art Collector as Tactical Speed. What a race.
3: Yeah, it's uh, speed favoring speed. Uh, usually when you find this much speed in a race... got to be a stalker
1: look- closer, doesn't
3: it? And you're looking at going a mile and a quarter, you say, well, who's going to come from just off? The question is, is how many of these horses can actually be rated? And most of them are, have a comfort zone where they like to be on or near the well, lead at well, the
1: four furlong and pole. You're, you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, common sense, you'd look at this and go, my Lord, there's so much speed. It's got to be something sitting just off or... Could it happen something from out of the clouds? Yes, we got to see how the track is. You know, uh, hopefully it's a fair race track, no biases. But just when you look at it on paper and you say, my God, it's got to be set up for something from off the pace. It's not necessarily true because the chess match is going into the first turn, Tony, when, you know, you got a bunch of horses that generally prefer the lead and then they sit there and say, I don't want it. You know, or someone, but then whoever gets it, if everybody's tentative saying, "I don't necessarily want to be the guy in the lead." the guy that can get on the front, if he gets clear by a half length a uh, length and he's not in a ding dong battle going down the back stretch, if he slows it down to a crawl, he can keep going. yeah, well, there won't be any crawling going on in this race, Brian. We can
3: hope that may be one of those cheap claimers. but uh, for the folks coming from New York, let me tell you, they're all going to be betting Nick's go. He went up to Saratoga up there the Whitney, roasted him. Joel Rosario won that race, four and a half lengths, going a mile and an eighth. If he can carry you know, that kind of speed, that kind of distance, and go another eighth of a mile, uh, Nick's go is going to be extremely tough. But there's a lot of tough horses here. There's three-year-olds that are tough, four-year-olds that are tough, five-year-olds that are tough. And usually, you want to look at those five- and six-year-olds because you figure they're the most developed. But over the long history of the Breeders' Cup, we've had young three-year-olds and four-year-olds that step right in there, and they show who the boss is in November.
1: I'm wondering, because you've given me many, many horses. and Actually, we're we're, a good tandem. We call each other, we see something, and we, we monitor things and have good fortune. One of the frustrating ones, I mean, last year... One of our horses from years ago, Whitmore, who we had a future on in the Derby, he won a Breeders' Cup. He won the sprint. sprint. Yeah. And, you know. Paid $32. I and think. We got an, another one, and I'm wondering if Sweet Revenge could be in the cards here. Because I called you before the Bluegrass at the, the beginning of last year. I said, I'm telling you, Tony, you got to bet it today. Bet our collector in the Derby, because if he wins the Bluegrass, he's got a big shot. Our Collector wins the bluegrass. We're sitting on tilt. Got a nice future on our Collector for the Kentucky Derby. I don't know, do you remember what it was? The week of the race. Did, did, it, did he wrench an ankle or he got a fever? It was something stupid, and he didn't run in the Derby. Right. So do we get sweet revenge here? Mike Smith's aboard. And now Bill Mott's training this one, and... Getting better by the minute on a three-race winning streak coming in. So maybe if Whitmore did it for us last year, maybe our collector does it for us this year. Let's hope he pays thirty-two Eight Eight to one
3: morning line. Anything's possible. There's going to be a lot of money. This is worldwide. That's the beauty of this, Steve, is we've got so many locations that will be focused on Del Mar Friday and Saturday that money is going to be pouring in on all the exotics, all the straight bets, all you need is one or two hunches and have one or two of them come in out of these 12 or 14 races, whatever the total number is, and you can make some significant cash. I mean, you're going to have horses that are going to pay $30, 40 50 $60, and, man, they trip up some nice daily doubles and uh, some triples too. So if you can key a horse at a long shot price and not scared to put 2 or $4 Wheel 'em back and forth. Uh, you may be in for, uh, you know, what they call dime time in Arkansas.
1: Well, you know, the one I'll tell you, Bud, you got to have the engine under the hood. But the Breeders' Cup is one of these days deals that a trainer and or a jockey can get hot and win three or four races, and you can't ignore a guy. We, you know, it, it happens. And I will tell you over the course of this season, is anybody riding better than Joel Rosario? And he's got uh, he's going to have a boatload of mounts. And I'm looking at the Breeders' Cup Turf. It's race eleven on Saturday. Got to do a little more work, but he's on this horse, Goofo. Stevie, I don't think it was named after you. <laughs> no, anyway, the horse the horse is a stone cold closer and. Um, but Rosario's riding good. and I, Do you do that, Tony, when we get to the big day Breeders' Cup? I know you need the engine under the hood. But, boy, I mean, sometimes it's like anything. If the jockey's feeling it and he's just hitting the hole at the right time or he's got a, the clock in his head, everything's clicking. I mean, if a guy wins a couple Breeders' Cup races early, are you – you got to throw him in, right? Well, you got to put him in somewhere along your
3: ticket. I don't know if it's first, second, or right. third. Right, exactly. Who's so, tries, pick three. Exactly, exactly. But the one thing about your Goofo, you know, you look down his paramutual odds the last 10 or 12 races, and you see about six or eight stars there. So he's well backed. So uh, don't think maybe you're going to get. Thirty to one on this horse.
1: No, no, he's eight to one morning line. And, and the reason you won't, and and I'm just saying, I, I I will absolutely be using this horse. But I'm sorry. I mean, the Europeans are here, and you know, on the lawn, you cannot, you know, I mean, you've you've got to include, you got to have a European or two in there on the lawn in every in every turf race. You have to. And you got to look at those names called Aiden O'Brien these
3: top trainers from across the pond. And if you know these English trainers or Irish trainers or Japanese trainers and you know how solid they are, you have to put them on your ticket too because most of the American wagering public that are novices will have no clue
1: who these trainers are or who these horses are. So you're going to get extra value on the shippers. Speaking of Aiden O'Brien, I didn't have to scroll far. the Same race the Goofos in. Frankie De is on number eight Broom, trained by Aiden O'Brien. How about Frankie DeTory on an Aiden O'Brien horse, 20 to 1?
3: Well, in the radio business, how about the horse called Mogul, number 17? Now, this race I think has 18 horses in the field. So this will be a Kentucky Derby Cavalry charge, Brian. Like uh, none other that we've ever seen on the turf. I was surprised today when I looked through it and saw that they had 18 entrants, Steve. Well, 18, I mean, that's 18, a lot.
1: 18 entrants, but 14 to be the max. Well, so is that true? Yeah, they're th- going to scratch some of these out. There's three also eligibles. Yeah, they oh, won't. Oh, I not see that. Yeah, they won't. They won't go any deeper than 14. I don't believe. Well, who are the also eligibles? Have you got that list in front of you? Sure. Bolshoi Ballet, Channel Maker, and Mogul. Oh, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, but don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> well,
3: trying. you know what? If he wins that race, Aiden O'Brien... He draws in. I'm going to call you
1: O'Brien. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Brian. All right. O'Brien, blessing. All right. All right. It's O-Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius <laughs> 159, starting tomorrow. We got another big segment with Tony Nabil, our pal from Treasure Island, kind enough to join us in studio today.
0: Called. She wants her husband back. We told her you were busy. It takes real commitment to get the winning edge. She seemed upset. This is the
4: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Hey, we're back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, our pal Tony Neville from Treasure Island is in studio with us. You can follow all the cool things going on over at TI on Twitter at TI Vegas. The Golden Circle Sports Book and Sports Bar. The Monday night game, Tony. We were talking about this in hour number one. I mean, the Chiefs are fortunate. I mean, they get a dodge with a win. I mean, imagine if they'd have lost that game. They, they'd have really would have dug themselves quite the significant hole. But they are just not right. Well, something's up. Offense is a little quirky.
3: Uh, they don't have the lead. They're playing from behind in a lot of games. And the defense, I thought by now maybe they might have had a major switch in whoever the defensive coordinator is because whatever they're doing, everybody else on all the other 29 teams, all the coordinators for those teams must have had a hell of a convention in the offseason and said, what do we do to stop this? And they all figured it out. And they, you know, maybe it's going to be good if they uh, don't make the playoffs this year. Maybe they'll be the story that they they didn't make it, and the new blood that's coming in your Cincinnati's, your your L.A. Rams, you know some of the the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe it's time for someone else to step up and and get these teams ready. I mean, well, how about Cleveland? What a non-story they're turning out to be. You know, they get spanked by a team that you thought was drinking geriatric juice instead of Gatorade, the but, Steelers. At, but at
1: the same time, would you not? Would you give them the benefit of the doubt with all the injuries if they can kind of tread water that they're dangerous later? I don't know. How many, of the, how many of the injuries are going to come back later?
3: And what kind of condition will they be when they come back from an injury? Will they be playing at 75% or 95%? You know, right now I think this is the big week. I think the 49ers got Kittles coming back and a couple of more players coming back. We'll see how the uh, 49ers do. Uh, Garoppolo has looked like an indecisive QB uh, with some of these uh, fill-ins in some of these critical locations, and we'll see whether their morale leaps up off the chart and they play like a team possessed, or if they look like they're going to fall off the wayside too. Brian, I got to tell you, Garoppolo had, had a good game
2: against Chicago, though, and who, who I don't think had Khalil Mack, so he, he looked better. But he's week to week; I, I, he's he can be flaky. As a quarterback. Back to the AFC, you know, the AFC championship game I'd like to see right
3: now? Cincinnati-Buffalo. Yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. Well, You know what? I'm still out there with those uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Hard to say Los Angeles Chargers, but this Charger team, you know, the defense isn't showing up too much, but their offense is right there.
1: Yeah. What
3: do you make of Tennessee life
1: without Derrick
3: Henry? Oh, my God. I saw that they're – Picking up Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I think he graduated from TCU in 1990, didn't he? Somewhere along there. I mean, yeah. this guy's got to be like 46 years old by now. I don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee. I, I got a feeling it's uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah, It's going to be rough. Well, so because defenses can now focus
2: on Tannehill, they don't have to worry about a running back. That makes Tannehill a lot less effective.
3: Oh, yeah, and I'm not a big Tannehill supporter anyway. I don't know how you feel, but he's a couple of notches above Kirk Cousins, but not too many. Well, he's clearly a different quarterback
1: when Henry's not there setting up the pass.
3: Yeah, I'm not that big on their receivers, though. You know, I think that Brown kid's halfway decent, but... You know, five foot eight going against these guys, six foot two that are playing cornerback. It's just, it's always tough. If you don't get behind them, you're, you're getting ready to get crunched at five foot eight. So we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be tough for the people in Nashville. I think so.
1: I think so. When an injury like that services on a guy like Henry, and they're on a run, right? They beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, looking good, and they, they beat the Colts. Then the word comes out later, you know what? I mean, in essence, he's done for the year. But it sounds like he'll be able to maybe come back and be part of this when the playoffs get here. Is there an immediate reaction at the window from a future's perspective? Did, did people come up and start playing other teams? I haven't seen that
3: yet. Um, right now, the the only team everybody's asking about, what's the odds on the Rams? People are sold on the Rams. Are and you Uh, Not completely. I think they still have a uh, they have a good team, but again, week to week, it goes back to the defensive side of the ball. They've got plenty of offensive side. It's just I don't a lot of these teams, Brian, haven't played 60 minutes of football, and and we're waiting for teams to gel. You know, here we are. What is this week eight or week nine? Nine. I think it's week eight, nine. 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 So anyway, most a lot of the teams have already had their bye weeks, but this is where you're supposed to to really push for the next eight or nine weeks.
1: The only thing, and I'm not, you can't hold it against the Rams, right? But, you know, everybody's so infatuated. They should have lost the game at the Colts. Wentz did the same stupidity that he did in this game this past week. Gave the game away. Their last three wins, Tony, are against the Texans, the Lions, and the Giants. They got a good win over the Bucks. I mean, Arizona stepped on their neck. Yeah, you know, everybody talks about the Rams like they're the class of the league. I think they're very good. I just, I'm not ready to shoot flares into the sky. Well, I think right now,
3: I think everybody's measuring each team up to the perception of your good friend, Thomas Brady and the Tampa Bay team and So far, we haven't seen that much consistency out of that many teams. How would you like to be a Seattle fan right now? Oh, my gosh, you have to watch your quarterback sit out for four or five weeks? You know, surgery on a finger or whatever? I mean, right now, the it's good for, you know, I'll tell you, it's good for the bookmakers right now because there's so many injuries. There's so many teams that either one week they show up with offense but no defense or they show up with defense and no offense. And none of us know on either side of the bookmaking window you know, who's right and who's wrong. So the first uh, three weeks, those minuses were going like crazy. But recently, uh, what we have? Six uh, underdogs went out right this past weekend. So I think it's the windows open for uh, both directions for a week or two. So in the playoffs, it's
2: being able to run the ball and being able to stop the run, right? And that's the thing for me with the Rams. They don't have the running game. The Buccaneers do have a running game. Cincinnati, has a really, I'll tell you, that, that offensive line in Cincinnati, really good. They open holes for the
3: running game, and they protect their quarterback. I've seen that Cincinnati defense look like they've stepped it up a notch or two. That they're confident in the cleats that they're wearing when they get there out there on the field. Before they were a little bit uh, not shy, but they they just weren't addressing the game the way it's supposed to be. In, in pro football, you have to show that you're the dominator, and you have to be able to intimidate all along the same line. But I, I think that Cincinnati, you know, what, what do they call that? The Queen City. Yeah. They may be changing it to the King City if they can get through. Uh, this year, and then make a big showing because those fans deserve a team. It's been a long time since Kenny Anderson and those guys were playing.
1: Well, this is going to be a very interesting week for them because they were like the flavor of the month. Hey, man, bro, look at the Chase Kid and they're winning games. You beat the Ravens, and I'm not like dumbfounded that they lost to the Jets at all. And I don't think it takes away from the fact that they're a very good football team, but. All of a sudden, they were asked to cover a big number, and they've never, you know, had to cover a number like that. It was like, call it a letdown spot, but so be it. But how do they bounce back from that? I think this is a, you know, we've been infatuated, right, with what they've done to this point. Yep. How they react this week is going to tell me a lot about these guys. I agree.
2: How they respond against the division foe
1: in Cleveland.
3: And if you look at last week historically, it's real easy to say they were looking ahead to this week. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how you cut it, it's still the Battle of Ohio. And there's a lot of pride. That is one football state collegiately and in the high school and professionally. You're right.
2: I I, I believe the Bengals will show up. But Brian makes a good point. that They've got to prove it. They've got to prove it this week.
3: Well, they won't be having a guy underneath center taking snaps that's damaged goods, and that's one thing the Browns will have. And uh, this last week, that was a pretty dismal performance. What was the final score? Fifteen, 15 to, to 10. ten. Yeah. You know, I think we had a high school score like that. Uh, Paragool, Arkansas, upset Cabot, fifteen to ten. I had Cabot. Damn yeah,
1: it. but you had plus five and a half. Oh, it was bad clock management by yeah. Cabot. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I tell you. We're doing some good games this weekend. Well, let me ask you a question. As a guy's got to hang a number, and you turn right around, and the Jets get this win, and the Mike White kid shows up, puts up 405 yards, plays a whale of a game. Then you turn around, and you're going to Indy, and Indy's laying 10-and-a-half short week. Now, White did that in a home game. But how do you treat the Jets now? It's one game. My power rankings said it should have been 12.5.
3: So yeah. I really kind of like the, uh, the, the Colts in that spot. Uh, maybe the Jets can go back-to-back, back, but they're going to have to prove it first. And until they do, uh, I moved them up in my power rankings, but they were, I would say, I think I have them as the worst team in the league. So, I don't know how you are about betting on the worst team. And the Jaguars
1: are just uh, an inch and a half in front of them as being the second worst team. What, what, what did you make? What's your battle ratings tell you the, the Bills at the Jags? Fifteen. Okay.
3: Fifteen, yeah.
1: Yes, I'm watching that game last week with, with
2: White throwing the ball all over the yard. What does this say about Zach Wilson? That was a preeminent thought in my little brain. how How is White able to do this? And, and, and Wilson didn't come close to anything like this, you know, all season.
3: Well, what were they watching in preseason? Maybe that's it when they were out on the practice field. Mm-hmm. Was somebody just not getting the snaps? Had they already crowned the prince of the New York football? I don't know either, but I think that kind of goes back to the same thing. How about the, the group that runs it? You know, your general manager, your ownership. Jets once a very proud organization been on hard times for a long time and I think that's the kind of thing that you would expect from an organization that's not a upper-tier organization you no know, it just came into
2: my again feeble little brain Zach Wilson had a lot of pressure on him right Mike white steps in he got he's got nothing to lose he can throw the ball over the yard what difference does it make they expect him to lose. He was yeah. playing free and easy, so right? So you're
1: saying he's not going to be Wally? Pitt I'm, I'm here.
2: just saying, I'm, but i but that that's probably a factor, right? Wilson's probably feeling, man, I I'm supposed to do something here, you know. He he may be gripping the football a little tight. Mike White comes in he, again. I got nothing to lose, like I, you know. Well, it may he's the burden
3: on Wilson. I mean, that's really the beauty of that. Maybe they go out and give the other kid a couple of games now that he's uh, responded so well. But at the same time. You know, it takes that pressure off. And for young people, that's a, enormous. Sure. The so, Big
1: Apple. Let me ask you. Yes. College sir? football. When it's all said and done, climbing up this ladder, does Cincinnati hang in there in the top four? Or do the power brokers playing tougher teams possibly boot them out of there? And if so, is it right?
3: I think it's right after last weekend. Yeah. I think uh, Cincinnati... Did not play up to their ability, and I think it's up to the coach and the players to go out there and and lay down the letter of the law. And they kind of took a week off, and that's what happens. Style and, points matter for teams like that. Well, there wasn't any style in that game, pal. Yeah, it's sorry, but that's just the way it is. Did you uh, were you impressed with Georgia?
1: Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, what a team! Unbelievable. The They are, without doubt, the real McCoy. And we'll see if anybody can, you know, take them off the tracks here in the home stretch. But you got some of the power brokers. Bama is making their move. You know they always will. Coming back to wrap it up, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Please stick around.
0: Fun fact. Even if the last sport you played was tag in fourth grade, you can still be a sports expert.
4: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Odds and
1: more. This is time flies when you're having fun. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing with Stevie Slabshot, reminding you tomorrow it will be Sirius 159. Sirius 159. Go ahead. 159er. <laughs> Just in case that resonates with some other boxer rocks out there. Now Sirius 159 tomorrow. Uh, we make the move down the dial, so that's pretty cool. So we hope you'll follow along with us. And we want to thank Tony Neville uh, from Treasure Island coming in studio. Big weekend, pal. Can't wait. The Breeders' Cup's going to be great fun. You got Mystere going on over there, the food, the drink. Uh, this is going to be an awesome weekend. You got the NASCAR racing for the championship. We got monster football games, the Breeders' Cup. This is going to be a fun weekend. the rodeo, too. Oh, we got everything coming
3: to town. And don't forget, if you're in that lottery business, some states are other than Nevada, 159, that's the numbers on your dial. That's also the numbers for your lottery ticket. Daily One, five and 159, you can thank Brian oh, wait, wait a minute.
1: Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Well, let's just play pick threes, 159 at the Breeders' Cup. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I like it. Now I have to do it. Thanks, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, cra- <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad to have you as my guest this weekend, <laughs> come, Brian. Oh, I cannot wait to see you. But And we get got some great friends coming in. Dennis Bernstein's coming in, our good friend from TheFourthPeriod.com. A bunch of guys from around town, people trying to shuffle and shimmy their schedules. But I, I cannot wait to get down there. It's going to be a treat. I know it's going to be a big weekend. And as always, the parking, rumor has it, is free down there. Yeah, and we got chicken wings and hamburgers and ice cold beer. Good food. Man, we got a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. You do? A bunch of good stuff. <laughs> no, what's it that sampler platter is you get the oh, yeah, chicken fingers, platter. wings, the onion rings. Lunchtime. You hungry? I'm beauty. On. Steve, I can't wait for you to come down there sometime.
3: I'll get down there. Ah, we got a frosty
1: for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man, Tony Neville. Follow along at Treasure Island at T I. Vegas. It's a treat to see you, But Thanks for what a pleasant surprise. You got me the advanced daily racing form, do a little advanced homework. You cannot wait to spend uh, Saturday with you, bud. Thank you, Kylie. Appreciate it. All right. We have another hour worth of work to do, and that is Vegas hockey yelling. Dave Shane from the RJ will be our guest, KSHP.com. There's a listen live function. Scott Farrell's coming up next on the network. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Thanks to our producer, Chris Bavona, back in New York. Have a great day, folks.